I'm a, I'm a big, big, big believer that people do buy people first. They buy into people first before they buy into a product or service. That's why I believe it's so important to build your personal brand in tandem with your business brand, because it'll be very hard for me to resonate and connect with a logo, right? Versus resonating and connecting with the founder of that company. And so I'm always encouraging founders and CEOs and entrepreneurs to lean into your personal brand and share your vulnerability, share your stories as comfortable as you want, you know, as deep as you want. You don't have to tell your life story, but share those, share those moments because that's the moment that people really, really connect with you. Welcome to this episode of Don't Just Survive, Thrive Online with your host, Jeremy Finkelstein and Becky Parmenter. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Just Survive, Thrive Online. I'm your co-host, Jeremy Finkelstein, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Becky Parmenter. Becky, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, everything was fine, except for the fact that I found a black widow spider in my bathroom this morning. So, and it's, it's escaped. I don't know where it is. So hopefully I make it for the next podcast episode. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, on our show today is, is our first guest actually, and it's Henry Kaminsky Jr., a.k.a. The Brand Doctor. Really excited to have him on the show. Henry, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome despite the crazy tornado thunderstorm we're having right now in the background. Yeah, you can see it. We're but we're having, yeah, we're having a blast. It's Friday. We're excited for the weekend. And uh, I am so happy to be here. And, and what a pleasure to be your first guest. So, you know, congrats on the podcast. And I'm looking forward to a great show. Yeah, well, thank you. Again, thank you for being here. Um, why don't you just start by giving our audience, you know, a kind of high level overview of like who you are, what you specialize in and who you work with. Yeah, so really, really fast, guys. I started out 14 years ago as a freelance graphic designer. I started out, you know, designing flyers for cover bands and the nightlife industry. And that matured into working with brands and liquor companies like Corona, uh, Coors Light, Bud Light, uh, Grey Goose. Uh, and, and, and slowly but surely, I started to really elevate my business into a boutique agency now um, that has 14 team members now and where I'm no longer doing the design work. I've hired people that are way better than me in design. And I focus strictly on the brand strategy and the thinking part of the branding process. And we typically work with personality brands. So coaches, consultants, uh, authors, speakers, we've, you know, we've had, we have such a diverse uh, roster of clients from John Bon Jovi to uh, restaurant tour and celebrity chef Fabio Viviani to uh, Russell Brunson in the internet marketing space. Um, and the list goes on, but, uh, we really, really love working with those personality brands, really helping them craft their message, craft their identity online and craft a, a customized strategy for them 
to help them scale their brands online. So we've been doing this now for 14 years and it's just been, it's just been an awesome, awesome journey. Oh, excellent. And I mean, I can attest to your journey. I've been following you for a while and you're a content creation machine and you put out some amazing stuff, tons and tons of value. And we'll get to how people can contact you later. Um, but I wanted to talk about or with you on this episode, it's kind of the importance of really knowing your customer. Like, you know, you just talked about a lot how you create brands, uh, more so for personal brands, for coaches, speakers, et cetera. And we wanted to hone in on, you know, what the importance is of knowing who your customer customers are and how that can play into your overall brand strategy. So one of the, the insights I got from one of your videos, you talked about not using um, like gener sorry, generic customer personas. Instead, you want to focus on more advocates and outliers. I thought this was really interesting because in my own business, you know, I really do hone in on customer personas. I was hoping you could kind of explain that to us a little bit further. Explain to us even the difference from just a generic customer persona to focusing on the advocators and outliers. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and just to preface this, this point, I struggled with this for years until I finally started to dial in. And once I started dialing it in, things got a lot easier for me from a marketing standpoint, from a positioning standpoint. So, uh, you know, the, 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 the fluffy client personas that you're typically seeing online where you could just type it in on Google and you could probably find a PDF somewhere to fill out and, and, and that, could, that could help you at a surface level. But that really focuses in on like demographics, like where they're from, male, female, age. Maybe they talk about uh, uh, socioeconomic status right? Uh, what are their interests? That's all like, fun. that's all high level fluffy stuff. When it comes to really diving into uh, a, a client persona, I, I call them client profiles because like the FBI, they profile suspects, you know, they have profiles <laughs> on people. That's a hell of a lot deeper than, than a persona, right? So what I'm looking for is the psychographic side of things. So what are their brand affinities? So what brands do they have an affinity for? Um, why do they want to be successful in life? Uh, what makes them a family-oriented person? Why do they drive a Range Rover Sport instead of a Toyota Corolla? Um, why are they into the, the, the fashion that they're into? Um, I want to know deep down what drives them, what makes them tick you know, as a person. I want to know that, you know, this may sound crazy, but I want to know what they were like as a child, because that's going to help me understand why they're doing what they're doing today. You know, and, and for example, I come from very humble beginnings. And when I first got my first taste of success, I was what they called young money. I spent every nickel that I, that I earned. So I couldn't afford not to work because I wouldn't be able to afford the next bottle at the club, right? And, and, and I am op I, I'm open about this, you know? I went, I went broke twice before I finally got my finances together and got the business that I, am, I, I have today and the lifestyle that I have today. So I've struggled with that stuff for years, but it's, it comes from the being an insecure kid. It comes from being an insecure 
young professional and having to go through that journey and, and trying to find myself that allowed me to really look in the mirror and, and, and address those skeletons in the closet and made me realize like, Henry, you have a lot of what you need already inside of you. You need to lean into that and just acknowledge it and become more self-aware of that because what you're doing right now is oozing of, of, of insecurity and people are picking up on it. You know, that's why you have a, a, fa a family that, that kind of exiled you from, 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 the, from the family because they see this, they see, they've been with you for all these years. They know the real you. And when they've tried to give you hints and you keep poo-pooing them and pushing them away, they're only gonna try so much longer until they say, you know what? This kid's gonna have to figure it out on his own. And so I'm super open with that, right? But, but to get to the point, like that's the depth of, of the people that I wanna get to understand and know so that I know how to position myself in front of them so that they look at me as a relatable, relevant source that can help them get to where they want to be in life. And so that's the difference of really drilling 15 layers deep, if you will, on getting a better understanding of who your clients are versus the fluffy stuff that 99% of the people that do personal branding, quote, uh, put out there as, as, as proprietary information, but it's not. You know, so I'm going a lot deeper in client profiling than, than, than most people. Now, the difference between an outlier and, a, and an advocate profile is, is somewhat simple, but very complex at the same time. An, ad, an advocate profile of a client is typically 80% of your client base. So it's going to be the majority of the people that you serve. Um, they're typically low barrier of entry. So they're, they're going to come in pretty easily. And they're going to be somewhat of a lower quality, I will say, uh, of a client. And they're going to be high quantity, as in the 80%, right? Now, and there's going to be a higher churn. You're going to go through those clients pretty quickly. The outlier client is going to be your top 20% client. These are going to be the clients that maybe you get five of these a year, but they're the needle movers in your business. They're high quality. They're a high barrier of entry. They're the ones that are going to be more quality over quantity. Um, <clears throat> and those are the ones that are going to be, like I call them the needle movers. They're going to, they're going to be willing to pay a premium for your service. And so I like to focus on those types of clients because quite frankly, they're a lot easier to work with and they know what they want, they know what they need, and they have more money than time. And they value, quite frankly, my service more than the advocate clients typically value. So I'm gonna focus my attention more on that level of, of client. But understanding the two types of clients is very, very important because the way you speak to an advocate client is very different than how you speak to an, an outlier client. Is this making sense? 
Yes. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And it's really interesting, Henry, because I actually have a psychology background. So I'm obsessed with getting into people's heads. And I definitely, you know, have learned a lot by listening to you. And, and I would say that I don't drill down as far as you do when I'm looking at brand personas. But I think that you're really on to something because when you actually understand their pain points and what they really desire and what they really need, and especially like you said, what they were like when they were a child, Mm -hmm. then you start to understand what motivates them. And I think actually what's, what was interesting was I was looking at, um, you know, some of your content and some of your videos. And I noticed that you say that you get your clients, customers to actually buy into what they're doing versus their product. And I'm wondering how the outliner, uh, sorry, the outlier and the advocate work into that equation. If you could touch on that a little bit. Yeah. And, and I just want to preface something because as you were talking, I was thinking at the same time, like I normally do. And I realized I used the word low quality. I don't want people to think that that makes the individual like low quality individual. That's not what I mean by a low quality client. All I mean is the, the, from a business perspective, the, the advocate client will be willing to pay X amount of dollars for your service. An outlier client is willing to pay a premium. That's what I mean by low quality, high quality. You're, okay. I just want to make sure that your audience doesn't get that mixed up. Like I'm calling people like peasants because they're an outlier client or an advocate client. Because yeah. You know how podcasts get like you say one thing and, and, and you say it to 10 different people and it's 10 different perspectives and 10 different personalities and they'll, they'll interpret it 10 different ways. So I just wanted to get that out into the open. I'm not calling people low quality. I'm just saying from a business perspective, that's what I mean. Okay. As far as getting people to buy into you versus your product or service, I'm a, I'm a big, big, big believer that people do buy people first. They buy into people first before they buy into a product or service. That's why I believe it's so important to build your personal brand in tandem with your business brand, because it'll be very hard for me to resonate and connect with a logo, right? Versus resonating and connecting with the founder of that company. And so I'm always encouraging founders and CEOs and entrepreneurs to lean into your personal brand and share your vulnerabilities, share your stories as comfortable as you want, you know, as deep as you want. You don't have to tell your life story, but share those share those moments because that's the moment that people really really connect with you. So I I highly I I again like I said people buy people first, then they buy your product and service. And that's why, Jared, I'm such a content machine mm -hmm. and been able to systemize the output and distribution of my content because I know that it only takes one phrase, one thought in one of those videos to snap somebody out of a funk and get them into my funnel or into my world to get them to take action on my service. So I'm constantly putting myself out there and hoping that one of those connections click. So just a, a follow-up question to that. I know you work with a lot of personal brands, coaches, and so on. Would you have that same advice for someone 
even if they were an entrepreneur or a startup or a small business that wasn't necessarily growing a personal brand, right? Let's say they were in a different industry. Um, they could be in the food service industry, selling different types of food products or something. Would you still have that same advice where, you know, you, you would you would want them to be more vocal, more the face of the company, more putting content around them? Or is there like a, an instance where it would shift to be more about the company, more about the brand itself? Well, again, at the end of the day, you got to think hard about where you see your business in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Like, and that's a really difficult question to, to really right. answer in the, in the startup phase. Right. But if you're looking to sell and exit this business, like let's take ring doorbells, for example, right. Are we really going to put a face to that brand? I don't know. The, I don't know if there's, there would be, there would be an advantage to that. Right. Um, but if let's say you're uh, a restaurant tour and you're opening up restaurants all over the country, probably it, it's probably advantageous for you to be the face of that brand because they're going to connect with you. So I would say it's, it's industry specific and one and two, what is, what is your long-term goal and focus of the brand? If you're looking to exit, then you can't wrap the business too much around you as the personal right. brand because it'll be hard to sell. Right. So it's really comes down to you. But I think if you really want the business to flourish, again, I am a firm believer that in 2021 and beyond, especially the Gen Z, uh, the Gen Z uh, um, generation, they want the real deal. They want to connect with people. Like they want the truth and they're not going to be able to get that from again, a logo or a big box brand. They're, they're going to get it from a person. Right. Yeah. I think that's really good insight, especially more geared towards our audience, which is probably more small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, people just kind of getting started. So that kind of leads me into my next question is what in your opinion uh, would be one of the biggest mistakes that you see businesses currently making with their branding? There's no, there's no real strategic plan behind it. Mm. Like they're, they're going and buying courses from these gurus that if you dug deep enough, they probably don't even have the experience. Like they, they just, it's real high level stuff. You see it all day long. You buy these courses for three, four, five hundred, two thousand dollars and it's all rubbish. It's all regurgitated information. There's nothing real sticky about it. And if you heard it from one person in the, in the internet marketing space, you probably heard it from 15. So like, there's no real strategy behind the brand. So that's why like when we're going through the brand accelerator program with a client, I have very, very specific milestones that I want to hit. And and that's going to help develop a brand strategy. So step one is really understanding the founder's profile, like getting a better understanding of the founder itself. Like why did he start this or she start this business in the first place? What, 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 what makes them different from the other businesses that do what they do? What higher mission are they on? What makes them unique, right? Then we go into a competitive analysis and start to understand what the other competitors are doing like what other what other businesses out there how are they attracting clients and how are they earning 
their clients, right? And why do we want more of their clients? Like what makes them special? And then looking at it from another perspective and asking, okay, well, what, are, what aren't they doing? And what could we do to improve all of this, right? And then finding, and then going into obviously customer profile, client profiles. And then after that, we wanna get into brand personality. So like, how would you describe your, your company's culture? I don't care if you're a one man band. Like if you come to me, like people see the brand doctor out there and some that just get to know me don't realize I have a 13 person team behind me. So they may look at me as a one man band, right? But then when they see me distributing content, they're like, there's no way he could be doing this all on his own, right? But if you were to come to my Instagram account or just watch one of my YouTube videos, my voice is very unique and my tone is very unique. And you'll know within 10 minutes of listening to me that I have a, I have a standard that I live by and I don't lower my standard for anybody. You're either going to be part of it or you're not. And I am, I am very true to that, right? So I, I have a high standard and I'm, and I'm not apologetic about it. So again, whether you're a small business or a one man band solopreneur, like what's your culture, you know? And so we, we dive deep into this stuff and then we get into business objectives. Like what's your awareness strategy? Like what's your, who's your audience and where are they hanging out? How are we going to attract that audience? What's our platform strategy? What platform are we going to be on? I know I'm like spitting right now, like a, like a, like a machine gun, but like, <laughs> I, I want to get the point across that people don't take the time to do this level of work, this foundational work. So they get out there, maybe they get some momentum, they get some sales going, but then it plateaus. And now they're like, what am I doing wrong? That's not the question. The question is, what didn't you do in the beginning that you should have done that would have prevented this plateau in the first place? So if you don't have revenue goals, if you don't have awareness goals, if you don't have efficiency goals inside of your business, then you, you're, you will run flat eventually. It will catch up to you. I could probably caught up to me. That's why I, I, I built the brand accelerator program because I said, shit, I wish I had something like this when I was getting the momentum going in my business. So now like we're working with a, a really cool lobbyist right now in Massachusetts. He's been doing it for 10 years. He's got, he's, he's known for bringing cannabis to Boston. Like he was one of the guys that got cannabis in the, in the, in the city. Like, and, and, and he had to go up against a mayor who like Christian or Catholic Irish guy, uh, reformed alcoholic, like guy, like the epitome of wanting uh, 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 marijuana in his city. And he was able to do that. But the issue with, with this particular client is he knows that he could be working at this level, you can't see me, but like an A rate potential. And he feels like he's operating at a C rate potential. And it took him nine years for him to say, holy crap, 
like we need to get some sort of strategy in place here so that I can maintain my A rate potential and execute at a much higher level consistently. And so he's coming through the program right now where I'm walking him through the process because I see the amount of money he's leaving on the table from an outside perspective. And I want to correct that. I want to help him make more money because Princeton grad, Harvard grad, like, come on, you shouldn't be taking on clients any less than 10 grand at a minimum, at a minimum. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's, um, I know we're running out of time, but I actually, something that you said, I think is really, really important to um, sort of emphasize for, especially for our clients, for small business and solopreneurs. So I think a lot of us have imposter syndrome, right? And we, when we start out and we don't understand who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it, that's when you buy into those four and $500 courses. And you know, what's funny, Henry, is the reason why you buy into those courses is because they've designed their copy to speak to that pain point. If I don't know who I am, then why wouldn't I buy that course? Because you've got me, you know exactly what I want at this exact moment. And you're right. These people could actually just be starting out and they don't even know what the heck they're talking about, but they had a good copywriter come in. And so they've got you. So I think that the way that you do things is, is, brilliant because if you start with the founder and who they are and why they're doing what they're doing and you create that culture then they don't have imposter syndrome anymore and they have the confidence to go forward and actually you know then they have that standard too just like you said you know who you work with they should know who they want to work with and they don't lower that standard regardless of what happens yeah, I think and, that's and, amazing advice. Yeah, I think that's that's what it comes down to. And you're so spot on when it comes to un- understanding yourself. I think your level of success will be determined by how much self-awareness you have as an entrepreneur. And it took me a long time to get there. I'm a still I'm still a work in progress. And for the record, I bought all the courses too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So uh, for all you guys listening, like I I went through that. I went through that cycle myself. And then I realized like the buck stops here. And what you really need to pay attention to is this, the quality of your brand will determine the quality of your clients and the quality of your clients will determine the quality of your life. And I will say that until I'm blue in the face and until I'm no longer here physically, because that is the statement that, I literally made one day, I was talking to a prospect and I was sitting down in front of him and this guy needed a major rebrand. And I said, if you want a higher quality client coming in this door, it starts with you. It doesn't start with making a pretty logo or a pretty menu or a pretty website. Like, cause that's just, that's just dressing up a pig. You know, mm-hmm. it's putting lipstick on a pig day, that, that, that saying. <laughs> you you really gotta you really gotta lean in if you want to be premium then you need to be premium you need to own it and as soon as he got that he we it was a it was game over from there it was game over from there so it was awesome this was this was an awesome conversation i wish i could talk talk longer but yeah. i gotta i gotta jump but this was this was an amazing conversation yeah okay. thank you so 
much, Henry. And I wanted to say, speaking of quality, just before you go, if you ever want good quality beer clients, you could look in Canada because we don't generally have light beer. So it's kind of an American thing. So if you're looking for good <laughs> beer and good microbreweries, Canada would be a good yes. place. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Awesome stuff. Well, again, congratulations, guys, on the show. I'm yeah, wishing you the best you. of luck. I think thank you guys you. are going to do great. Just thank you, you so much. Off, yeah, just before you pop off, I just want to say one thing because, like, everything that you were speaking to, um, I felt connected to as a business owner and someone who was going through those ups and downs. And I just want to reinforce some point that you made. That is okay. Right. You don't have to be hard on yourself. You know, if you are taking those courses and you're going through hurdles and stuff, I think that's all good because at the end of the day, as long as you're moving forward and you're going towards your goal, you will get there. Right. And you sometimes have to go through these ups and downs to get to that final destination. It sounds like you're a perfect example of that. So again, Henry, thank you for coming on. You dropped so much wisdom, so much insights. If anybody wants to learn more about the brand doctor, um, you can check him out online. I'll put the links to the social media and his website in the description. Otherwise, thank you again for you know being on the show with us and uh, have a great weekend. Hopefully it doesn't rain all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We're supposed to get some great weather this weekend. So awesome, guys. Take care. Thanks again for having me. And uh, let me know when it when the show publishes so I can promote it to my community as well. So oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome stuff. Take care. All right, Thanks, Henry. Easy.